If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Welcome to episode 243 of the Leading Learning Podcast, which we're focusing on the learning business maturity model. That's a topic we've covered before, way back in episode 56, and then again in episode 147, and it's one that definitely benefits from ongoing review and reflection. The maturity model provides a framework for assessing your learning business, and it's good for periodically reassessing your learning business too. Given that the current COVID moment is encouraging, if not necessitating, reassessment in many learning businesses, we feel now is a good time to revisit the learning business maturity model. That's right. The maturity model gives you a way to understand where you are currently as a learning business before you start making major changes. For example, a change like investing in expanding and improving your online learning portfolio, as so many organizations are currently considering. It's a valuable tool for helping you invest more strategically. But before we dive into more detail about what it is and how it works, we'll offer some reflection questions, which you can find in the show notes for this episode at leadinglearning.com slash episode 243. First, how clearly and consciously have you and others at your organization thought about the necessary capabilities of a successful, mature learning business? And then how are you making decisions about investing in your learning business in the current climate? And how will you measure the impact of those decisions over time? We encourage you to keep those questions in mind throughout this episode. In case you're not familiar with the learning business maturity model or you simply need a refresher, we'll start with an overview. The model articulates the characteristics and practices of a mature learning business, as well as the stages that typically precede full maturity. The model is intended specifically for market-facing organizations that focus on lifelong learning, continuing education, and professional development. It's not intended for corporate training departments or degree-granting programs, for example. And we developed the Learning Business Maturity Model and first released it back in 2016 because over our years of working with market-facing learning businesses, we've seen common problems and issues. And we've also seen significant opportunities for those learning businesses, opportunities that are often common across organizations and opportunities that those those organizations often don't see because they're too mired in their own problems. And then lastly, we haven't seen enough collaboration within or among organizations or enough innovation. The goal of the learning business maturity model is to provide a framework to assess capabilities that then help surface problem areas and then provide a clear way to move from those problems to opportunities and then we hope to innovation. And to help with that trajectory towards opportunity and innovation, we created an assessment to help learning businesses gauge their maturity and better understand their strengths and weaknesses in areas like leadership, strategy, resources, products and services, and marketing. The model really aims to move beyond the theoretical and really address practical questions about how a learning business can improve. And on a very practical note, 
If you go to the show notes at leadinglearning.com slash episode 243, you'll find links for the assessment that I just mentioned, the maturity model as a visual, and just general information about the maturity model. And we'll stress that all of that is free. Now, the learning business maturity model spans four stages of maturity. So stage one is static, stage two, reactive, stage three, proactive, and then stage four, innovative. In each stage, we gauge maturity according to characteristics and performance in five domains that we've found to be critical to the success of the businesses that we've been involved with over the years. And those are leadership, strategy, capacity, portfolio, and marketing. So let's talk about each of those domains a little bit more. When we talk about the domain of leadership, we're thinking about questions like, How clear is the vision for the learning business? How is accountability for achieving the vision shared and sustained over time? Is there a culture of learning throughout the organization and the audiences that it serves? In the strategy domain, we're asking questions like, how clearly articulated is the strategy? Has the strategy been communicated and embraced broadly throughout the organization? Are clear metrics established and tracked And does the organization adjust strategy based on the data that it's capturing? In the capacity domain, we're looking at uh, things like human resources and technology. Does the organization have sufficient capacity to pursue the vision and strategy effectively? And then in the portfolio domain, we're focused on the actual learning experiences that you create and deliver and facilitate. And we're asking questions like, Are the content, methodologies, and modalities aligned with well-researched, thoroughly understood learner needs? Is the impact of learning assessed at multiple levels over time? And then finally, the marketing domain, where we're going to ask questions like, is there a validated understanding of the overall market and competitive environment? Are appropriate marketing methodologies used consistently and tracked for effectiveness? Now, most learning businesses will perform better in some of the domains and worse in others. So your organization, for example, may perform at a stage three proactive level for leadership, strategy, and marketing, but at a lower level, stage one static or or stage two reactive for domains like capacity and and portfolio. And it's precisely that more nuanced understanding of your capabilities and strengths and yet to be strengths that can be helpful in moments where you need to reassess and adjust course because of emerging opportunities or constraints like a pandemic or an economic downturn. Because the model looks at five domains, it helps to keep you balanced. A lot of tactical changes are happening now because of the novel coronavirus. There are many folks pivoting in-person events online. That's definitely impacting the capacity domain very clearly, your, your technology needs, for example. But taking a maturity model approach reminds you that you also need to look at the strategy behind that shift to online and the marketing needed to make those new online offerings really sing the leadership skills to understand the new landscape, and the adjustments needed to your portfolio of offerings. And the model stages also help you think through the effectiveness of your pivots and changes in the current moment. We're seeing a lot of stage two reactive thinking now, 
organizations responding to changes forced on them as as bans or limitations on in-person gatherings have rolled out. The model reminds you that you want to move beyond that as quickly as you reasonably can. You want to get to proactive responses and then eventually to innovative responses. Right. I mean, competition right now is very fierce, so you do need to get beyond being reactive as soon as possible. Learners are fatigued from Zoom meetings and uh, an online learning offering that's the product of a reactive pivot from in-person is is just not likely to succeed for long. You need and you want to be thinking about what you can do that is innovative online. So you're using the medium as effectively as possible and standing out from other options. So, you know, in terms of how to do this, it may just mean simply using the learning business maturity model visual as a conversation starter with your team. So talking through the domains and getting folks to do a gut level assessment of your organization's maturity. In many cases, we find stakeholders haven't really previously thought clearly and consciously about the necessary capabilities of a successful, mature learning business. And then you can think about what you need to do to increase your learning business's maturity. What's holding you back? Sometimes it's the hard thinking that goes into formulating good strategy or the hard work that goes into making sure the good strategy is understood at all levels of your organization. Sometimes what's holding you back is a lack of staff or a lack of dollars. And if that's the case, using the maturity model with your board or other leadership might help. In many cases, board members and and sometimes other leaders haven't thought of the learning business in the terms used by the model. And focusing on the five domains can clearly identify areas in which resources are needed and help justify your organization's investment in those resources. And then if you want to get more formal in your assessing, you can use the assessment and scoring sheet that we created to accompany the maturity model to get as clear an understanding as possible of current strengths and weaknesses and to develop plans for addressing appropriate domains. And in fact, we do strongly recommend using the assessment because it'll provide you with benchmarks against which you can measure your progress. So as a brief case study, You know, we've worked with a national level trade association for a number of years that that first conducted a maturity assessment in March of 2017 in combination with work to formulate its strategy for the coming years. And then the assessment was conducted again in October 2018, so about a year and a half later, and we were able to see how the assessment score shifted overall as well as within each domain. And just as importantly, we were able to examine these shifts against the backdrop of the specific strategic and tactical moves the organization had made during that time period and get a much better sense of what actually seemed to be working and what didn't. In one of our earlier episodes about the maturity model, we talked about how it supports uh, three key activity areas, which are the three Ds, dialogue, diagnosis, and direction. And in the case that you just highlighted, Jeff, the model was very valuable in all three of those areas. It provided a clear basis for dialogue about the organization's progress. It provided a tool for diagnosing whether progress had been made and how much. And it helped with adjusting the direction for moving forward. Exactly. So so often strategic discussions, they can just feel, well, you know, kind of, kind of vague, really. And decisions about where and how to invest in resources can often feel like a shot in the dark. The maturity model 
it doesn't provide all the answers, of course, but it can bring a lot of clarity to the process. And in the chaotic and confusing times we're facing right now, that seems particularly valuable. So that's our offer of help in this time of great upheaval. Make use of the learning business maturity model. And if you do, we would love to hear how it goes. You can reach out to us and let us know by emailing us at leadinglearning at tagoras.com. That's leadinglearning, one word, at T-A-G-O-R-A-S dot com. You can get show notes for this episode at leadinglearning.com slash episode 243. And the show notes will include links for where to get the learning business maturity model visual and assessment. Again, both of those are free. And you'll also be able to get, of course, the reflection questions for this episode, which are first, how clearly and consciously have you and others at your organization thought about the necessary capabilities of a successful, mature learning business? And then, how are you making decisions about investing in your learning business in the current climate, and how will you measure the impact of those decisions over time? When you check out the show notes, you'll see various options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you're getting value out of what you hear, Jeff and I would truly appreciate you subscribing as it helps us get some data on the impact of what we're doing. And we'd be grateful if you'd take just a minute to give us a rating on Apple Podcast. Just go to leadinglearning.com slash Apple. That'll put you in the right place. We really do appreciate your ratings and reviews, and those reviews and ratings help the podcast show up when people search for content on leading a learning business. Finally, consider following us and sharing the good word about leading learning. You can find us on Twitter by going to leadinglearning.com slash Twitter, on Facebook by going to leadinglearning.com slash Facebook, and on LinkedIn by going to leadinglearning.com slash LinkedIn. We also encourage you to use the hashtag leadinglearning on each of those channels. Wherever, however, please help spread the word about leading learning. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.